0: Hey don't record me i I mean like with a story like that, how can you not? welcome to panel to screen i'm bo and i'm bell man how are you doing tonight i am sleepy (laughs) (laughs) you know i feel like you're always exhausted when we record at the late late hour of 4 p.m
1: yeah i've just i've just been doing a lot of brain stuff today um so my brain my brain sleeps need to happen because otherwise not good work they are (laughs)
0: Be- Bell, brain think not. He is doing
1: <laughs> me not word good now.
0: Yes, no, I that that is clear. Well, that's great. At least you don't have to you know record a podcast. I think. Uh...
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? I am just Shang Chi was exciting enough to wake me out of my out of my brain fog.
0: That's true, man. We are going to be talking about Shang Chi this episode, of course, on the most unnecessary show on the internet. That's right. It's two guys talking about movies, talking about comic books, talking about comic book movies. And we have got a a comic book movie for you today. I'm really excited to talk about this one with you, man. I walked out of the theater. Like the first thing I wanted to do was record. And man, I am just super stoked. But first, got to let the good people know that this show would not happen without their support at patreon.com slash TV talk. So if you would like to help make this show happen, that's the place to go to do it. Again, that's patreon.com slash TV talk. By the way, we have got some special announcements coming your way early October. So stick around. Uh, you know, well, I mean like stick around, I guess, in a couple of weeks. I mean, don't hang out here. Just just watch the feed. You know what? Just just <laughs> tune into the podcast. <laughs> Stare at your phone
1: for the next several weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just camp out by it. Whatever the equivalent is is camping out by your phone. That's what you go, that's what go you to do.
1: the go to the podcast store and camp out in front of it. <laughs> that's right. That's, they're, they're podcast stores, right? Physical locations.
0: There should be. I had a. I had a studio. It was called a storefront podcast studio at, at somebody, some, some newspaper called it that. And I was like, yeah, there you go. Podcast storefront. It's a thing. Uh. But uh, yeah, so do do that and uh, stay tuned for early October for a big announcement here from all of us at Flash TV Talk panel to screen and even some more things. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's all I'm going to say about that for now. Bell, you ready to dive into
1: it? Let's jump into the Shangdown. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's it's actually shung Chung. shung
1: shung yeah I, that's the G. hardest thing for me is like i, I have a buddy who speaks mandarin uh, do, did you ever meet aaron he went to mc i don't quite uh, possibly it's, maybe it's, not anyway it's been a long time he most aloof dude in the world super cool guy but like he just decided one day he wanted to learn mandarin and so he just went to china and <laughs> <laughs> like you no, no experience no job no nothing just went and learned it and so we went to visit him, uh, you know, a couple of years after he had been there to do the Trans-Siberian Railroad, and also to see like wow. uh, uh, Beijing and Shanghai. And so he taught me a couple, a couple things. Um, I, my yeah, tonal languages are really hard for me. So I'm just the reason I'm saying all of this is because I'm going to pronounce shang uh, wrong numerous times throughout this episode, and I apologize. It is not my intent to do so. Um, but I am an ignorant American, and <laughs> I have no culture. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm dyslexic, so I'm just going to rest on that and not have
0: to worry too much about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All right, man. Yes, we are talking about Shang-Chi. And uh, let, let's let's go ahead and first address kind of our history with the character. Bell, how familiar were you with Shang-Chi going into this movie?
1: I knew that he existed. Okay. I think that's about it. All right. All right. That's it. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, man, I'm in the exact same boat, except for the fact I don't think I really knew that he existed. It was not a character I was familiar with in the slightest prior to the production of this movie. um, I remember when Marvel first announced they were making a Shang-Chi film. I was a little, uh, well, no, I was a lot skeptical. I did not think I was like, how on earth are they going to make such an obscure character into kind of an Avengers level hero in this universe to me it would, it would be, I mean, if I can make a DC equivalent, it would be as if they were to introduce like Jonah Hex and say, he's going to be one of like the top tier justice leaguers. I mean, that, that just, it doesn't compute. It's like, this is a genre character that also exists in this universe, but doesn't quite have the same, you know, superhero level of, you know, placement or at least what limited knowledge I had of the character at the time. But the great thing about having a character that doesn't necessarily have the, you know, the the household name recognition is that you can get a little creative with it. Especially a character that may have maybe not the most uh, I, I, I mean, let's just say maybe not not an origin story that particularly aged all that well or, yeah. or um, yeah, I mean, i'm I'm trying to be generous here. But you know, the great thing is is when you combine that reality with the fact that Marvel really, you know, messed up with the Mandarin and Iron Man four or Iron Man three, uh, which I realize is an opinion. some people don't don't think that's the case, but let's just go ahead and assume that it is. Uh, you've got a great opportunity here to re envision and reimagine a character, a power set, and a lot of lore in a really creative and fun way for this universe, man. I was thrilled to get uh, when when they first announced the fact that not only were we getting a Shang Chi movie, but that we were also going to be exploring the the world of the Ten Rings.
1: So yeah, like I I think i think i looked up what when they when they were doing all the iron man 3 promotional stuff and and you're talking about the 10 rings and whatnot and i think i looked it up and i think that's where kind of like you know i saw some of the earlier uh shang chi like stuff and you know like fu manchu his his arch nemesis and <laughs> things and right and like the 10 rings and i i remember there's like a comic book character and they were they were like finger rings at one point right
0: yeah so the ten rings if I uh, you know the so Iron Man his you know primary nemesis for quite some time in the comics was a character that went by the name of the Mandarin who of course was the original kind of bait and switch uh, villain for uh, Iron Man 3 uh, and then also was eventually you know uh, retconned into becoming uh, Shang Chi's father. Now, of course, they, in the comics, I don't even believe the two characters ever met. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with that comic uh, with his comic book story, but and and from my understanding, they just weren't connected. So what they did here is they took the Mandarin and kind of combined him with Fu Manchu and turned into this kind of new imagined character that's really fantastic and I think really added, uh, you know, a, a good villain dynamic. You can relate with them. You yeah, you, like almost to a point where. you you kind of feel mad that they're not just sitting them down and having a conversation with them. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. And so they did a great job with this character and yes, you are correct. In the comics, the Mandarin, his 10 rings are literally 10 rings each ring having kind of a different power set, like one kind of controlling water and one controlling uh, fire or shooting fire if I'm remembering correctly. And I believe that those rings were connected to like perhaps an alien spaceship, course in this film the rings have kind of changed to bracelets and i gotta tell you man especially since we just spent a whole lot of time with little magical gems i think this was the right move i think it made them way cooler uh the way that the power set worked while very very different from the comic books looked incredible i loved that whole like pressing down on the ground like like boom like whipping yourself up into the air and i I thought it was pretty sweet
1: so, yeah, like I grew up with uh, a lot of Jackie Chan movies. I did a biography on on Jackie Chan uh, a while ago or Ooh. not a while ago, but like when I was when I had to do biographies, you know, in school. And um, so, like, I, I read about Jackie Chan and like, you know, that got me interested in like uh, uh, Bruce Lee and Sammo Hung and like all the other people that Jackie Chan really like interacted with. And then uh, Stephen Chow, who is also a great, like, he does a lot of martial arts, like uh, uh, wushu style films. Those were, like, really popular in the 70s and 80s. Uh, they're, like, basically, like, martial arts fairy tales with magical powers and things like oh. that, you know. And uh, But but Stephen Chow did stuff like Kung Fu Hustle, which you might have heard of. Or oh, yeah, sure. Shaolin Soccer and, uh, you know, movies like that. Yeah, course, I, I
0: remember you were big into that.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I really liked, I really liked those, those kinds of movies. And, you know, uh, I'm... Uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's a that's another like wushu style uh film with like you know just fantastical powers in martial arts and stuff. I just I love the, the choreography and the. Uh, and and the fighting and like you know Jackie Chan's like doing all his own stunts and all this kind of stuff I just really really dug it growing up Uh, I got a bunch of like old uh, DVDs of of like very beginning Jackie Chan movies and and they're they're really awesome it's just and it's cool to see that in a Marvel movie kind of context (laughs) like something that I I would never would never have thought to see and so you know having these like fantastical sort of rings and and have them being like the arm rings like there's a character in Kung, uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle who has these arm rings and like he's one one of these, he's a tailor in the, in the little like hovel that they live in. And he, he's like an old warrior or whatever. And now he's retired and he does tailoring. And like when the bad guys come, like he pulls down his, uh these like, they're like shower curtains or whatever that are holding up uh fabric, but they're actually his fighting rings and he puts them on his oh. wrists just like that. It's really, really cool. And it reminded me of all that. And I had, yeah, sorry. I'm on a weird diatribe here, but <laughs> just all to say, I really liked the approach and how they did the rings in this movie. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I think it, it added to kind of the martial arts, but still kind of allowed for that supernatural. And then also just the, the, uh, you know, I, I say magical, but again, you know, there, there is a mixture of magic and technology with this character. And, and there is kind of, you know, with, um, uh, you know, if, if, if it is, I think probably a safe bet that the rings themselves have some sort of alien origin, uh, I just I loved how it was kind of an interweaving of all that. Now let's talk about this martial the martial arts there for for a moment here. Uh, early on, man, it's it's fairly clearly established that this is we're going to see some some pretty significant uh, martial arts in this movie. There's I've I've you know seen some people really really appreciated that really appreciated especially kind of. Uh, that bus sequence in particular but then some folks felt like there wasn't nearly enough martial arts in the, in the movie and that it kind of switched to being a little too cgi-esque uh too quickly but what are your thoughts
1: i really appreciated uh, what they did uh i thought there were a couple scenes that were a little too kind of shaky like when 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 i watch martial martial arts movies i like to see smooth choreography, not a lot of shaky cam in there because you don't hide good martial arts choreography. And I think they did, they did that for the most part. There were a couple scenes here and there that were sort of like shaky and whatnot for whatever reason. But I think for the most part, I really liked it. I really liked the fighting in there. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, I think. And, and I'll, I'll get to that when we talk about the end of the film, beautifully choreographed film. I thought all the martial arts sequences were were well done with the, with the exception of a couple having a little bit of shaky cam more 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 shaky cam than I would have liked um but like some of the camera pans that they were doing while they're doing the the choreography was really really cool um the the bus scene like i i didn't know what to expect about shang chi until i saw the trailer where where they had the bus fight on there and Mm. he's beating a dude his jacket gets pulled off and then like as he's beating up another guy he puts the jacket back on (laughs) and i was like okay that was awesome okay okay this is this is going to be that kind (laughs) of movie this is going to be like there's going to be an emphasis on the martial arts and there's going to be really slick and awesome choreography and so at that point i was like i'm sold i i think this is, you know, going back to my childhood roots of enjoying uh, uh, Jackie Chan movies and Steven Chow films and like all of this, all of this really cool martial arts stunt work and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I was satisfied with it. Um, but again, I'll get to the to the problem that I had when we talk about the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, like I think the marketing for this film was done fantastically. I, I, I mean, again, I was not that excited for this movie. But I think the combination of that trailer that you're talking about, that clip of, like, seeing him throw down, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I see where we're going with this. This looks pretty awesome. And then also the other factor, which was the question of, like, okay, well, how is he going to fit to the grander universe? When we saw Wong fighting the abomination in, like, a trailer, I was like, whoa! And can I just say, I walked out of this movie wanting the video game, man, that whole underground fighting like ring that needs to be the video game (laughs) tool for this. And like, I like, let me just go ahead and pitch it. Like I want, I want Wong as a fighting character. I want abomination as a fighting character. Like I want characters that typically don't get their own video games or don't get top tier video game. Like, you know, uh, play like throw Valkyrie in there. You know what I mean? Like,
1: like throw in uh could be another stage. You could have the, the, the Shang-Chi stage that they fought. Um, at his sister's compound and yeah. you can have the, the one on, um, in Thor Ragnarok.
0: Oh yeah. You could do a bunch of different stages. Like a fighting game would have worked out perfectly as kind of like a cross promotional material for this movie. And I think like, you know, anyway, I just, I think, I think it would have been awesome. Um, uh, you could throw in a couple of, uh, you know, villains and anti-heroes. I mean, we're going to definitely talk about, you know, the implications for some of those characters that we saw, but let's, let's stick to the core, core portion of the movie for this, for this, uh, part let's, uh, let's talk about Katie. Uh, Aquafina, man she is us she is kind of introduced as the outsider looking in uh, very much kind of a the very Americanized voice and experience kind of being taken through the film it reminded me kind of in a very similar fashion to uh, agent Bilbo Baggins agent Bilbo Baggins Baggins from, uh, from from Black Panther man
1: definitely an audience an audience uh surrogate there and another thing that i really liked about it is that you know she had her own agency and she wasn't just there as like a love interest for uh shang chi like i thought that was pretty cool
0: yeah 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 that was good it's it's always nice to see like some quality uh you know co-ed friendships or i don't know what the right phraseology
1: there is but um
0: yeah that was that was good although i gotta tell you man i I was I was kind of shipping them a little bit.
1: <laughs> so you were you were like the grandma at the beginning?
0: <laughs> I, a little a little bit. I wasn't like that at the beginning, but by the end when she's like, you know, they're kind of snuggling together and I mean like, hey, friends could snuggle
1: together, but you and I have snuggled together. Yes, because we're platonic friends and exactly. that's what they are. And that's, that's why that's, that's, that's why right. Yeah, but that that's why I think it was great for her character to not be just rele- relegated to the love interest, you know? I know, but I mean, you know, it's, it's somebody who, who married their best friend. Don't knock it till you try it. It can well, be a <laughs> sure, sure. But like, you know, like Dr. Palmer in Doctor Strange. Okay. She had she had an important role. Like I, I love Doctor Strange, it's one of my favorite Marvel films. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, and you know, she had an important role, like she helped save Doctor Strange and whatnot, but like she was always kind of uh, felt kind of relegated. She's like, you know, as this this pseudo kind of love interest in his story, right? And I don't, I you know, I don't know. It it this felt distinctly different from that. Um, it felt like yeah. No, I agree. I
0: mean, like that's the thing. It felt it felt like you know there there was a genuine friendship there. And I mean, (laughs) have have you seen the What If Doctor Strange? When yeah, I watched it last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's not an obsession, if you will, that you could see these two having for each other. There's more of a a genuine kind of friendly, familiar love. And I think I don't know, man. I know it's not the right thing. I know we're supposed to comment on how great it is that like, oh yes, you know. uh, male female friendship that doesn't have to be romantic and i'm I, I'm down with that i do agree with that mindset that being said they're cute <laughs> together i'm gonna i'm gonna side with grandma okay i'm gonna side with grandma I'm not saying that they have to like get married or anything i'm just saying they make a cute couple um love them not man. Saying
1: they should get together but they should totally get together right
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll be the non-politically correct uh voice in, in that for this <laughs> i think they'd be <laughs> cute together uh, I love them uh, going to uh, karaoke and, uh, you know, just really kind of dealing with, you know, the whole adulting thing that you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, there there's an interesting aspect of both of these characters. The movie as a whole really deals with, you know, what does family legacy mean? Like, who are you in relation to your family and and that sort of thing? And we see that kind of play out in you know for for you know the character of the Mandarin we see that we see that for uh, Shang-Chi we also see it for his uh, sister as well But for Katie, it's a little bit different. Katie is wandering aimlessly throughout life. And I mean, it's a very, you could argue, simple arc for her. And that's to some extent fine. She is a side character in the midst of kind of these, you know, more fantastic elements that are happening around her. But I have to tell you, the the moment where she kind of gets her aha, the you know, you miss every target you never aim for, or what it would, you know, I forget the, the wisdom that she was shared with. That spoke to me, man. I thought I was like, yeah. you know, that that's I know that's like a simple resolution to her, you know, relatively undeveloped story, but I,
1: I found it very relevant. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. Like, I thought that was really really neat. It was, you know, she, she's kind of wandering amongst these godlike characters in these fantastical locations, and <laughs> you know, it's like uh, the the you know you, you never you never hit anything if you don't take a shot. Like that was that was really poignant and i think that hits that hits home you know for it hit home for me and i'm sure it hit home hit home for a lot of people there's you know there's always risk involved in things but you know you're never going to know do anything unless you try
0: right no yeah, i thought so. it, i thought it was good um and i really you know she got she got the uh, she got the lucky shot off at the end which uh yep. <laughs> saved the universe good good aim definitely yep. good aim although i do feel like you know uh it'd be interesting to see where uh where she ends up going with all of this I,
1: I just well, So that's the thing is I I don't know enough about uh Shang-Chi's like uh, an- ancillary characters uh, in mm-hmm. the comics to know if there's an analog for her character in the future. Like I know there's a new run for Shang-Chi out right now. I haven't read it. I don't know much about it other than it exists. <laughs> so right. so I don't know if there's like a, a sidekick character or a partner character um that they're that they're moving her, her towards. Um,
0: well, it, it, she's a lot like Cat Dennings' character in uh in Thor, right? Like She's yeah. fun. She's a uh, comic relief. Uh, you know, like she, she had, she had far more of a, uh, a character arc than Kat Denning's did. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, but I, I don't know, maybe a cross between that character and Shuri to some extent, because you do kind of see the dynamic that she and Shang-Chi have as something that is kind of special to the story and you don't really want to lose. Um you know, even when he's off avenging. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the sister, man.
1: Shang-Chi's sister, man. Jialing. Interesting. Right. Like I thought it was kind of neat how, um, you know, her father obviously preferred Shang-Chi to her, but she still felt like doing the training and stuff like that. You know, she wanted to do it and it was harder for her to get to where she was, uh, because she didn't have the support that Shang-Chi did. And when he mm. left, that was like a huge turning point for her, right? Like he was the only one who seemed to really aside like once her once her mother died, right? he was the mm. only one to seemed to care for her. and um you know, it took her six years of realizing that he's not going back for her to like finally be like, all right, well, I'm just doing it myself and then yeah. she builds this entire empire, you know, for herself, which I thought was really, really neat. I I liked the uh I, forget, I wish I could remember the name of the weapon the 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 chain the kind chain of heart
0: the, yeah the throwy the throwy chain thing yes yeah
1: that was super cool uh really like that and I guess we'll talk about the ending stuff later um so we won't, <laughs> we won't quite go into there yet but we're,
0: we're getting we're getting to it man I know you're like you're chomping at the bit for it but oh, yeah I yeah. know she reminded me a lot of uh what was was it number 9 from the, the umbrella academy number nine was or was it number seven i can't quite remember what the kids numbers were and everything but violin the uh the white violin it's like oh abusive dad but abusive dad ignored me and therefore you know wanting to kind of like prove themselves and you know like i just remembered very specifically the scene in which she's she's training to the side and it reminded me of Uh, it reminded me of Vanya, you know, like when all the other kids are getting tattooed and she, you know, takes a Sharpie and tattoos herself. Um, Yeah. And you just see like, you know, the kids are crying, but and anyway, I just, I love the, um, the layers of abuse, if you will. <laughs> like, I love the exploration <laughs> of like layers of abuse that you see in this family, but you also, you don't just see that you also see that there are tender moments you get like, you know, them all playing video games together, them being a family together, uh, the, the, you know, we talked earlier about the fighting. And even when kind of the mom and the dad meet, their fight becomes dance, their dance becomes love, and their love becomes the children. And um, you know, you see that there's a there's a complicated family relationship that exists here. Complicated family relationship seems to be something that Marvel's playing around with. I mean, that's always been something they've played around with, but even more lately, uh, with the Black Widow movie in particular. I, I hear you, man. I, I liked that she kind of, you know, the, the idea that she went out and created her own empire, that it was this underground fighting ring. We see that she is not a you know she's not necessarily a morally righteous person she does have kind of this uh, uh, yeah, shades of gray to her let's say um, there's not you know the, the fact that you know it's a fighting gambling ring on the dark web you don't necessarily see anybody kill each other but you wouldn't necessarily be surprised to find out their death matches going on It it does seem a little bit okay because we do get Wong showing up there
1: like it ain't nothing. So well, I feel like it's not it's not a it's not they're not in there trying to kill each other, right? They're trying to win the fight. And like maybe, maybe accidentally, uh oh, I used too much of whatever power i have and i i kind of killed this guy oops I, uh, I think
0: there's bodies somewhere in there man i, I think there might be some well,
1: bodies right. but but it's like you know I, I i picture it more of like um uh like backyard boxing or something you're not trying to kill the other guy you're trying to win the fight but because you're backyard boxing in an unregulated environment um you know with lawn furniture strewn about and, and concrete patios and stuff you accidentally knock the guy out and he falls over and hits his head on a concrete table and oh crap i i accidentally killed him you know i that's kind of how i see like i i don't you know the organizers they're not going like oh no we got to call the cops now they're going all right well you know just go put him with the rest of the bodies uh but it, <laughs> it doesn't seem mm. to me like it's an organization that that is necessarily uh <laughs> looking to to have each other like having the fighters kill each other because right the, the two right. fights the two big fights that we saw wong versus abomination and shang chi versus uh Zhailing, right neither of them die and you is right. declared
0: you're right you're right i mean it's not the uh it's not the grandmasters uh, arena for sure like right. it, it's not
1: you know no one's turning into doug here
0: i'm just saying that we hear from her during the fight sequence with the ten rings you know she's like oh did america make you soft and then later on when it's revealed that she's taken over, you know, rather than shutting down her, her father's criminal organization, she's taking control of it. I was not that surprised. I was like, uh-huh. Okay. All right. I think she, she, yeah. She's not as bad as her dad one imagines, but she's not quite her brother. You know what I mean? Like we, we do see yeah. that
1: she's um yeah. Well, when Sean, Chi said that I was like, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> right. And then, and then they <laughs> cut to the scene and I was like, Oh, what? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> now
0: she's the head of the Ten Rings right now. I was actually um uh, talking to my sister about it. She was asking me some questions, and she was like, I, "I, I." She said she half expected Elaine to show up at the end and try to recruit the sister. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, Elaine is out here. Madame Hydra is out here trying to create some sort of dark Avengers, like government-controlled Avengers. They would literally be going up against the Ten Rings, and so. You could almost kind of see a Ten Rings versus the Dark Avengers, like her going up against um, kind of this uh, whatever it is that Madame Hydra's putting together. Um, I, 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 you know, I'll make this prediction right now. I think that we'll see that at some point. I think, I think we're just seeing uh, the beginning of the real Ten Rings, and uh, and yeah, what Shyling is going to end up dealing with the uh, with the organization should be fairly interesting, especially because we've got this dark hero. Uh, kind of darker shades of heroes and lighter shades of villains in this kind of new phase of Marvel. So I'm excited to see where it all goes. Uh, let's talk about the Mandarin. Um, so as I mentioned before, man, this is their, their kind of attempt in, uh, to retcon the character and make good on the mistake they made with Trevor, who, by the way, <laughs> makes an appearance in this movie. Uh, did not see that coming. Did you see didn't, that coming?
1: Didn't at all. When, um, when they were sitting there at dinner, and uh, uh, Shang Chi's dad brings up Trevor, and like they talk about him, I was like, okay, well there, there's the the tie-in. There's right. the mention of it, and it's 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 gone. Like the assumption there being, okay, well yeah, he probably wasn't happy. Brushed about that.
0: it under the rug. Him. We're never going to talk about it again. See, there it is. Okay, let's move on. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, the implication that I had right after the dinner was, oh, they killed him. Oh, they they they, they weren't <laughs> they weren't very happy with him, you know, supplanting that, and since. Um, uh, extremist uh, dudes already dead. We're just gonna take out Trevor. Interesting.
0: Well, but so we that, knew. Did you ever see the "All Hail the King" uh, short? I don't know. I believe that's what it was called. Now, this was years ago. This was after the pushback after Iron Man Three. People were like, "That's the Mandarin, really? Like, this is this is terrible. This is a great villain. Uh, why does he end up being a joke?" Uh, and so, what they did was they had a Marvel short. Uh, I think they may even called it a one-shot. And I believe it was called All Hail the King. And it was about Trevor in federal prison. And while he's in federal prison, uh, some guys break in and basically say, you know, the real Mandarin knows what you did and he's not happy or something of that, that nature. So the implication was that for us as an audience, Marvel knows what they did. They are going to make it right. And eventually we will see the real Mandarin. So this was kind of the making good on that when he talked about being in prison and being busted out by him they're actually referencing that i believe one shot
1: oh okay i think i've seen that on uh disney plus i'll have to give that a watch if, if i did see it it was i mean that came out many many years ago right oh yeah it was, it was yeah very much because so. they did a bunch of one shots they did like colson like a day a day on the job or something
0: yes like that. yes but this was after those um i'm trying to remember where that where the, it, it was it was after those i think it was one of the last ones they did yeah. Cause they stopped doing them. They did. They did stop doing them. But um anyway, so yeah, love the fact that Trevor was in this. I, I was shocked. They brought him back in. I thought that was a great, great addition. Um, And just kind of a fun way to like, you know, to own it a little bit, to own, to, you know, as opposed to like, just like, okay, this is the one thing we did. We screwed up, but look at, look, it's better now. It's like, no, 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 we're going to own it. We're going to own it from this go, go around. And also for people that did like that interpretation of kind of the Mandarin as a, you know, kind of a, a, faux, or I just, it's not even that interpretation. It's really just the bait and switch and people that really appreciated it about Iron Man three. And I know there are some, uh, it's, it's kind of a way to validate them a little bit and, and not, and not say like, Hey, we're going to pretend like this movie you love didn't happen. It's like, no, this happened. And, and now we're incorporating aspects of that
1: in, into, uh, you know, and he was a delightful addition to the film as well. He was, he, I, 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 I like from the moment he, <laughs> he was there. I, he just felt like, he should be there. <laughs> right. Right. It was it was so much fun. He he was a lot of fun.
0: So the real Mandarin though, um, fantastic villain. Loved the kind of the concept that he's kind of uh, similar to the ancient one. He's been around for quite some time. He was immortal while he had the rings. Uh, he was a very uh, calm and controlled presence, even in the midst of his villainy. Uh, we uh, I I got from him early on, and I did not think I would. But I got for him that this is somebody that yes, can be a loving father. Um, this is somebody who uh, isn't you know gaslighting his wife or anything of that nature. It's like, no, this is this is actually this makes sense for who this person is. And I you know, I, I, the scene that where they were playing video games, I mean, it kind of surprised me a little bit like just how much I was like, okay, well, guys, talk to your dad. Like, clearly
1: he's <laughs> like, you know, you, you see that he's being lied to, like, you know, they, they did, they tried to, they tried to tell him, like, that's not mom. Like that's not what's going on. And yeah, but like Shang-Chi's like, I'm going to go kill him. Shang-Chi. It's like, I'm going to go kill him. And it's like, okay, well, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, that I, I like that though. I, he was a really complex villain, Um, really well-written. Like, you know, he, he meets his wife, Uh, gives up his rings to have a family. Wasn't expecting that at all. And then he kind of turns the moment she dies. Cause that was really the only thing anchoring him to being a decent human. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, at that point, I think at least in Shang-Chi's mind, especially towards the end of the film, uh, his father was, was, was truly gone at that point. Hmm. Um, once like he his mind rings was back gone. up, Yeah. Like, you know, his mind was gone. He was trying to release this, this demon that he didn't really understand that he was, but they had that redemptive kind of thing there at the end. Like, you know, <laughs> his father was trying to send Shang-Chi to go kill the man responsible for his mom's death. And ultimately it was him, right. Because of all the bad things that he did in the, in, in the past, they caught up to him, right. but he wasn't, he wasn't willing to accept that. And I think he finally was at the end of the movie. I think there was a little redemption there for, Oh, for sure.
0: And I, you know, I like the fact that he gave the rings to his son and, and it was, it was kind of like the completion. His goal was always to some extent to do that, right? Like you got a chance to see, he was grooming his son to kind of take over for him one day. But, and what, you know, what was ended up being kind of beautiful is that it was in a heroic fashion and not in a villainous fashion. And uh, yeah, no, I, I dug it. I I liked his arc. I just, I don't know. I I would have, he's one of those villains that I would have been very happy keeping around. That being said, as I mentioned, his death opens up the doors for some very interesting storylines with the 10 rings. So uh, I'm just a little torn by it. I'm a little torn by it.
1: Well, you know that's that's the signs of a good of a good villain. This is true. You know, and, and I think he was a great villain. I think he was a wonderful villain, like uh, very complex, very uh, multi dimensional. You know, yes, uh, well written. Yes. Like you totally get where he's coming from. You know, he he was he was resigned to live the rest of his life with his family as a mortal person until his wife died and the reason why his wife died was because of all the bad stuff he did in his past and so like you know that was his big flaw like thanos's big flaw was just you know his, his he had the right idea you know that there's not enough stuff for everybody to go around but you know his his solution to that was to kill half the people as opposed to like you know snap your fingers and make twice the number of resources oh man <laughs> <You know>? if <laughs> snap if, your fingers and make a utopia you know like
0: if, if only t'challa had just had a simple conversation with them then it wouldn't i we need to no. at some point what if tv talk is coming at some point
1: yeah yeah <laughs> uh all, right, all to right handle those on a, on a per episode basis though because uh, i mean there's a lot to there's a lot it depends <laughs> but, on where it all falls out. yeah but yeah you know he, he was a great complex villain yeah you know it was it was it was sad to see him go at the end but i think it i think it worked well for uh shang chi's character
0: yeah no I, I think it worked well for shang chi i think it worked well for his sister as well Y'all, we're going to talk about that big battle sequence and then also the after credits and and what all of that means for the future of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after these messages. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, and we are back. Okay, man, you've been just chomping at the bit to talk about the, uh, the, the end sequence, the third act, the big final battle. My guess is you loved it so much. And, eh, i mean you know, i can I, I feel like we've seen enough stuff now that i'm like yeah bell bell's
1: gonna hate this <laughs> well, i didn't hate it i didn't hate it i was it was it was disappointing to me um it turned into a kaiju fight like kaiju fights are fun don't, don't get me wrong the kaiju fights are fun sure but um i was kind of hoping that the big in fight sequence would involve more of the title character <laughs> <instead> yeah of- <laughs> I mean, it yeah. made sense the way they set the story up because the only way they were able to defeat the darkness thing beforehand was because the Great Protector came and saved them. Um, I was hoping that might be some kind of allegory to where that title of Great Protector has now been uh, bestowed upon shang chi
0: like he's now the new great protector
1: like he is the great protector like the dragon imbued because like the dragon gave them gifts of the of the armor scales and stuff right that he's using in his weapons and his armor they're all using that kind of stuff i thought maybe there'd be something to do with the the dragon because the dragon gave them the power of the of the martial arts that they practice in the village and so i thought perhaps there would be some kind of thing where like the dragon is weakened uh uh and it it gives whatever remaining power it has to shang chi who is then able to uh, become this great protector and defeat the evil on his own. That that's 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 where my brain was going, that's where I thought it was heading. Um and it you know just kind of turned into a kaiju fight at the end and and that's okay. It was still fun. It was a cool little spectacle. Um but like I felt like it kind of diminished what they could have done with Shang-Chi there at the end. But, you know, yeah, so I was
0: hoping it was going to be feng feng foom. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that was that was kind of a hope for mine and so I was I was a little uh, I was fine with the whole Great Protector thing. I was like, okay, okay cool, Um, fine. Uh, the the Soul Flare kind of you know uh, H.P. Lovecraft looking thing was interesting. Here's 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 my crit- criticism. I guess if I've got criticism about the movie, it really comes down to that third act. Because for one thing, I mean, yeah, it was it was an okay, awesome spectacle. I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I, I really was disappointed at how little like Shang-Chi was actually involved in the battle. Now I realize it's because like his story, his fight was really about him overcoming his father and his kind of acceptance of he is the combination of his mother and his father. I like what his aunt told him uh, about like, you are, you know, take what they take, what they gave you and make it your own. And that's really, and- that, yeah
1: yeah and you see that right like because his martial arts style adapts to his mother's and he uses the rings like his father yeah. right like it was it was beautiful it was it was really really awesome and then like he fights his dad and then the big demon pops out and his dad is eaten and now it's it's a it's a kaiju fight
0: that's right well i mean and, and just to kind of take the, that concept further too i mean if you think about it from the standpoint of his father was very much kind of like power and offense his mom was very much grace and defense and uh, you know, literally the tools that he has, the gifts that he has, the physical gifts that he has from both his father and his mother. His father is kind of the the rings, which are kind of these attack weapons. And the mother is the dragon scale armor that he's wearing, kind of a defense uh, weapons. And so you see kind of that yin and that yang coming together uh, to really kind of form him both in kind of the the physical traits as well as the mental and I, I, the art, you know, the, uh, the martial arts as well. So yeah, I mean, I I loved it, man. I, I think that narrative was gorgeous. I thought that it makes a lot of sense for the character. It was a, it makes for a beautiful story and that part was great. And I think maybe for that reason, that's why the big battle at the end felt a little out of place because I think really all it needs to come down to is him versus his father or him and his sister versus his father. But like the, the apocalyptic level problem that we're dealing with is in a pocket universe. You know what I mean? Like this isn't even our universe anymore. Like it's literally kind of this, uh, uh, side dimension, not in a multiverse type of way, but in more of like a, you know, I guess like, you know, I guess like almost like the opposite of the dark dimension to some extent, right? Like where this is all going down. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't feel as though it was, they were saving their mom's home which was good. It's yeah. A good thing to do. I'm not saying it's not a good thing to do, but it, it just, it, it felt disconnected from his storyline uh, for me personally. And then the villain, like from that standpoint, you know, the monster villain, we didn't feel connected to it. We didn't quite get the full grasp of what this was. Uh, to my knowledge, this was not a, a character or a creature from the comics. That has significant meaning. There's been a lot of speculation that I've seen around what what it could be tied to or what it could be alluding to. Um, the dragon itself, uh, again, if it had been Fing Fang Foom, I think there would have been kind of an interesting, uh, interesting way to explore some of the lore of the comics, and so you would have kind of even known there were there was deeper uh, storylines going on uh, connected to that. It's possible, by the way, that the rings might be calling out to Fing Feng Foom. Uh, that and that might be something that we see. I don't know. Maybe who knows. Uh, but regardless, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's to me, it served mostly to give Katie and Shang like a story to tell their friends that's so like over the top and crazy, and so like it's almost like it was the setup for that punchline, rather than like this big emotional battle that you know you you kind of want at the end of a marvel movie
1: yeah i i you know it's there was you know a couple minutes of exposition about why this is bad and why we have to stop it but yeah it did kind of feel disconnected um you know they're 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 that's basically their last stand was that little pocket universe because if he gets out onto onto earth he's going to eat all the earth cities and it's going to be bad um but yeah like i don't i mean maybe they could have kept it in there by having something like you know the, the, I mean, the big evil th- dragon possesses dad
0: yeah the, i mean I, I hear you on the once it gets to earth but i mean you know we do have avengers for that like we <laughs> you know it's there, there's also additional powered people I, I feel like you know
1: well we don't know if they if their stuff could i mean like hawkeye's not going to be able to do anything to him unless unless they no, bring but a mean, bunch like of, wong could probably like show up and be like
0: snap gone you're good <laughs> Like yeah dr strange and Wong, Wong for the whim baby like yeah. i think that could definitely happen fairly easy yeah
1: because you know it's, it's a whole the dragon scale stuff uh was the only reason they were able to defeat the the bad dragon
0: right no you needed the special that was a great by the way with the razor fists you know like we do not need your help like okay we will help you yeah
1: <laughs> which that was interesting too i did i didn't see the the turn with them working together i thought that was kind of a a, a nice thing there cuz usually so oh, all right we got to kill all the bad guys and then it's like a uh, friend of my enemy wait no enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing i didn't see that coming that was kind of a nice surprise well and that
0: again it speaks to the the mother and the father right like it's the the mom's army and the father's army kind of working together to defeat this you know grander thing and just the the need like uh much like the children you know, needed both of their parents to some degree in this while also not relying holistically on that. They needed to make it their own. They needed to make their path their own. Um, And I'm, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. Uh, Let's talk about these end credit scenes though, or well, any, any other thoughts about the the final
1: battle? About the final battle? No, not really. Um, I, yeah, I I wish it was focused more on Shang-Chi and his family as opposed to the big, bad monster kaiju fight
0: yeah, I did not care about that dragon, man. <laughs> like I didn't care about the dragon and I didn't care about the, uh, the soul flare thing. I just, I didn't feel the threat. Um, yeah. All right. So that's, that's it for the final battle. Let's talk about these end credit scenes because man, oh man. All right. Um, loved the ending of the movie. Loved that Wong popped up and to recruit Shang-Chi again, it kind of adds to that joke of, you know, this epic adventure they went on. It sounds crazy, even in a world where people get snapped away. Like this, you know, your your buddy is all of a sudden a superhero, you're just not gonna believe it. And then Wong uh, pops up into the uh, the restaurant.
1: <laughs> He's like, yeah, I like how she was like, I, I can see yeah, I can Shang? see you're making fun of me here, and this is this is not very funny. And then, <laughs> then Wong shows up and they're like, uh <laughs> That
0: was great. I love that, man. Uh yeah. they go off to the sanctum. Now I will say this I do wish that they had reversed these two in credit scenes. Um, because I felt like the the one at the end, in my mind, the one at the very, very end should always be like the bigger one. And, uh, while it was cool to see the sisters taking taken over her father's, um, you know, organization, I feel like that would have been
1: good to have right, right there at the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, mid-credit. I think the mid credit scenes have traditionally been the more, more bigger. I know. And I don't like that. I think that's,
0: I, I think that's, uh, I I think the bolder play is to put them at the end. I wish they would do that. They did it at, uh, I think it was like Thor two as well, where they um, brought one of the infinity stones to uh, the collector. That was a mid credit scene. That was the mid credit scenes. And then the very end credit scene was the Schnarl beast or whatever it was just rolling around downtown,
1: which was not a very big thing,
0: which was not a very big thing, which means you waited for the entire credits to get, basically nothing
1: a nice little treat at the end it was it was it was a funny little thing
0: all right fair enough i mean like one way or the other it's just me personally i i, I like it better when they reverse the two um uh, but no man okay so we get in this all right let's, let, let's talk about the hulk in the room okay or yeah, rather
1: yeah the the, the the non-green elephant in the room
0: yeah all right <laughs> this movie probably did more for setting
1: up she hulk <laughs> Than I think
0: anybody imagined it would.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got Emil Bl- Blonsky uh, as Abomination in who's, there. Who's chilling and his buddy, buddy with Wong. Who doesn't seem like, yeah, he seems more like the, the, the later comic book versions where he's sort of like an anti-hero kind of guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is not this, like, obviously we haven't seen Blans- Blonsky Blonsky. Um, we haven't seen the Abomination in years. Okay. It has been years wow. since we have seen him. So obviously some things have gone down. His body is still kind of or has over time adjusted further to the radiation, which is fine. I mean, to be fair, you know, it's not like the Hulk looks the same way he looked before. I don't even think it really registered with me at first until I walked out of the theater and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's not supposed to be Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. uh, I, I have seen a lot of different theories. I've got my own. But first, I want to pitch it to you. Why is Bruce Banner Bruce Banner?
1: man i don't know like at first i was like wait when does this take place mm. it's after the snap mm-hmm. is it before he's got the arm sling yeah that's what i was thinking at first right i was like wait when it... wait no he's got the arm sling on he's still healed but why why you you put the brains and the brawn together and now you took them apart again like what is this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so right. i don't i don't know like i don't know if if he if he found a cure or if he can just like Just stay Bruce normal mode, then go into, you know, the professor mode. Uh, That is what I think a lot
0: of people are thinking, hoping, speculating. I've got a different theory. Okay. I I think, what I think Shang-Chi actually takes place after She-Hulk. And I think what we are seeing is Bruce post blood transfusion
1: with his cousin, with Jessica. And so he loses
0: I think when the blood transfuses, like if you remember in the original uh, incredible Hulk, right? Like he does the whole blood trans- transfusion thing to like heal himself. Oh, come on, man. I know it's been a couple of years. You, talking about you don't about remember this? You talking yeah. about no, or- no, 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 no. The incredible Hulk with, uh, with American psycho, not American psycho with
1: the uh, uh, American history X. With Edward Norton. Yes. The fight club. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, it wasn't a blood transfusion. They they use that flower or whatever to make a serum to turn him back. Right. But they have to like,
0: trans, like they have to like uh, circulate his blood, right? Yeah, they in hook him up to, to
1: like a dialysis machine.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I think what we're going to see is something very similar early on in She-Hulk, where Bruce, for whatever reason, they're going to have to explain it, uh, feels that the only way to save his cousin is through giving up his blood, like some sort of blood transfusion with her and in in the process it's going to turn him back into puny banner and she will then take on the professor hulk-esque form which makes sense cuz that's that's she-hulk
1: and so he'll forever not be hulk anymore and then she'll be she-hulk
0: i think i think he'll forever not be hulk anymore and she will always be she-hulk maybe i don't know we'll see interesting but that's my that's my theory i think that that's why he is puny banner
1: now yeah i i, I it certainly has something to do with She-Hulk. It's got to have something to do with She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I'm I'm wondering like, did, are, are they gonna are they gonna phase out um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk? I said or-
0: Jessica. I meant Jennifer. My cousin's Jessica. <laughs> just Jennifer. Jennifer. Is his name, his cousin. <laughs>
1: So, but does this mean like moving forward in in Avengers movies, we're not going to have Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, or we're gonna have I, maybe I, She-Hulk?
0: Or- I don't think I don't think we will, man. I think he's gonna be. I mean, like much much like you know, Steve is off off the off the field, so to speak. I think, you know, Iron Man is obviously gone. Uh, we are we're getting more Thor, but honestly, the only reason that happened is because of you know, kind of the reimagining that uh, Thor Ragnarok did with the character, uh, and they kind of injected some new life into him. And so I. I think with all of our core Avengers, man, that they're all they're all gone. Obviously, Black Widow's dead. Hawkeye's technically actually, I actually don't even know where Hawkeye's gonna be, but he's like he's like three times retired. So yeah, we
1: and he's got a Disney Plus show that might actually kind of like you know cl- close the chapter on his story. Exactly. So so I'm pretty sure, man, that we're
0: we're really setting things up for the new Avengers to be the Avengers. And the more that we, you know, we're not sidelining these characters; we're retiring them. They're they're going on to, you know, kind of uh, have their Thanos in the field moments, if you will. You <laughs> yeah, know? they're
1: going to their retirement planet.
0: Exactly. Like then be Cap-
1: killed by the new Avengers.
0: <laughs> Captain America's <laughs> on the moon. Uh, and the Hulk is just Banner now, and I think it actually works out really well because if Banner is like literally Banner and kind of providing that you know, mentor-esque role, that could be kind of cool. By the way, I love that we also got uh, Captain Marvel here. And I loved the engagement between the two of them when she's like, it's like, oh, I gotta go. You get my number from him. Uh, call me, welcome to the team. So nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah, I don't have her number and she does this all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and her hair is different too. So like her hair was different from me. So this is, this had to have taken place um, pretty much a while after uh, Endgame because she had like a short haircut and during endgame and it was like shoulder length now
0: yeah no she's got the black widow uh superpower of hair letting us know what time it is <laughs> where is this in the timeline okay what color and uh shape is black widow's hair all right yeah. good yeah <laughs> but no no no, yeah i i think um you know part of that may be because they're not quite sure yet where her film's going to be And so they don't want to end up setting up a continuity era, but they want to make sure that she's involved in some form or fashion with this. I think that made a lot of sense. Uh, Also, as I understand it, I believe that Brie Larson has some sort of connection with the director for this film. And so there was also kind of a desire to, to want to work uh, together in some capacity. So that, that might be part of it, but I just, I loved, I love that little interaction. Um, I think it's kind of this nice combination of the new and the old coming together as well with Bruce Banner being, you know, one of the, the older, uh, retired Avengers and Captain Marvel theoretically anyway, being kind of one of the newer um, kind of main, main line, new Avengers. So both of them welcoming, welcoming in Shang-Chi into the circus and uh, along with
1: Wong and man, I love the fact that Wong got, uh, <laughs> got a lot of play in this, in this movie. Well, what was interesting too, is that like the absence of Dr. Strange, right? There it was Wong. It wasn't Dr. Strange. So where's Doctor Strange? Why would Doctor Strange I mean like maybe Wong was fighting in the in the pits for you know his own fun but like why was he not present in the Sanctum Sanctorum, the place he's supposed to be the master of?
0: Uh well, so that's a good question. Um it's possibly you know there's there's more things going on in the universe than than one thing at a time. Uh but yeah, no I <laughs> I don't know man, but I just love the fact that it was Wong. Uh, I also love the fact that we got the uh, we got the the rings are calling out to something or someone. There's been speculation, perhaps this could be Galactus, uh, and there might be some ties there. Um, given the fact the Eternals are the next movie, there's been some thoughts that maybe they might be connected to the Deviants or to the Eternals themselves. Um, I'm I'm holding out hope for Fing Fang Foom. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I know there was, you know, it seems like Fing Fang Foom may have been the bones underneath New York in the alternate reality that was the Netflix series. But regardless, I don't know. It just, why, why did they, they, all right, sorry. I'm a little, (laughs) I'm a little bitter, man. I felt like the previews and the, when they showed the dragon face, I was like, Oh my gosh, they're putting Fing Fang Foom in this film. And I was like, I can't believe it and then and then i and then they didn't so yeah, yeah. i just i just want Fing Fang boom i'm sorry
1: but i, I mean you know it's an alien technology that's calling i mean that could, that could be Fing Fang boom you know he, he's an alien dragon guy so um i don't know like i don't think it's going to tie into galactus i don't think that makes sense
0: i think galactus is going to tie into the uh eternals
1: yeah because that's more cosmic territory yeah i Which think also yeah. like i don't the Eternals is weird to me, like, cause they're not members of the Avengers. They're just other people. And like, uh, are they going to, are they, gonna, are they gonna, like, is this going to be like a one shot movie? Are we going to see more Eternals stuff? Are they going to be in the Avengers, like team up films?
0: I think that by, the, if I had to guess, I think this is going to be similar to rogue one Um, with, with kind of, uh, you know, a lot of these characters probably not, not making it all the way to the end. That being said, I do believe that one and or two, possibly three, will continue on as they're kind of their own heroes, uh, to kind of launch into potential Avengers. Uh okay. Black Black Knight in particular, I think, is probably um probably a safe bet. But we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh it's definitely, you know, something for the future. I do think that the Eternals is going to be a big setup for Galactus. And if you think about it, man, like they can they can have some fun with kind of this universe and establishing Galactus in this universe. Um, you know, you think about uh, ego and nowhere and these celestial beings that we've seen already. Um, it'd be actually pretty cool if they brought back, uh, what was it, Kurt Russell who played ego. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if they brought him back actually for the eternals. as kind of a fun cameo. Um, when they're kind of going back and looking at their history, but regardless, I, I think it'd be really interesting to see how they're going to interweave all this. But think about it: we we potentially have upcoming man, we potentially have Galactus, we potentially have Dark Avengers, and we potentially have um, Kang. And these are like some of like the heavy hitters in terms of like you know your villains. Yeah. So we it Phase Four is shaping up to be a pretty um pretty big a bigger sandbox than I think maybe we might have suspected early on
1: yeah like i feel like you know the so like dark avengers is probably going to be like the first avengers f- uh film and then we'll move it we'll step it up probably not to galactus i don't know who they do in the interim but like avengers 2 age of ultron is going to be i don't think kang and then hmm. avengers the next i guess two movies would be would have to be Kang. I think Kang's going to be the big the big bad, right? I mean, obviously with the
0: multi I think the Kang is going to be the big bad of phase 4. Uh I think that Galactus might be more of a phase 5 type of big bad. Um with kind of the if we if we make kind of those those connection points there. Um but actually, you know what? I say that, it might be that Galactus is really, you know, we've been saying that Kang is the new Thanos, and that's not necessarily true. I think Kang is really more of like a phase long uh, villain to be sure, but I think Galactus is really more of that Thanos, that like epic level threat that requires literally the entire universe, um, because because <laughs> he's going to eat it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and also, you know, they've been very, very back end teasing. You know, Fantastic Four are coming, Fantastic Four are coming, and I guarantee that the Fantastic Four like coming in and establishing Galactus. Like, I think, you know, I think we could have secret wars. I don't know, man. It's just a fun, it's just a fun time. It's just a fun time to be a Marvel fan. There's just so much that they could do. And it's the sky's the limit. They're getting creative. They're getting experimental. Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi is actually a really, really great example of that. And I think it's a great example of that working very, very well. So um, yeah, fantastic film. I'm giving it a four out of
1: five. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, normally the the ending part that i complained about in a movie that i wasn't as infatuated with would probably bother me more but this one was so everything else is so much it was so good that it just didn't bother me but i'm 4.5 4.5 oh I, wow I, I, lo- I love this movie okay it's very rare that you rank a movie higher than me that's that's impressive okay yeah You're i i yeah I, you were saying like how as soon as you left the theater you were thinking like xyz as soon as i left the theater i was thinking about when can i see this next
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah man yeah that's uh it's a it's a good one so go out and see it uh let us know your thoughts you can of course uh check out the show at flash tv talk on the twitters you can follow bell at ring that bell uh all of our information can be found at FlashTVTalk.com. by the way guys we've got a big announcement coming your way early october what could it be if you want to find out first before anybody else join the patreon patreon.com slash tv talk Uh, We will be dropping the info there before it hits the interwebs, but it will be hitting the interwebs, so stay tuned for that. Um, Also, I will go ahead and mention this. I was probably going to wait a little bit longer, but I'll go ahead and put it out right now. Uh, If you would like to, uh, we have got a Minecraft uh, survival multiplayer server that we've been doing for quite some time called FlashCraft. Uh, and we are getting ready for the third iteration of FlashCraft, which is going to become something else, which we're also going to announce in early October. Uh, and if you would like to join us on that, if you play on Bedrock, if you want to play Minecraft Bedrock uh, and join us for that, uh, we'd love to have you. So uh, just get in touch with us. You can uh, hit us up on the, the DMs or, or contact us through the website. And um, yeah, we, we would love to have you uh, you join as well. So there that is. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. But until next time, we'll be shang chi you later. Because, like, seeing you later?
1: Yeah, that's that's also bad. <laughs>